0: Oh ho, oh, oh, ho, cheeky monkeys. Get on with it.
1: Toppy, toppy, toppy. It's back up. Hashtag magnificent. Hello, John. Up and
2: down. Where's on? Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. The look, Come on.
0: Hello, dear viewer and listener. It's us. We're back. Like Backstreet Boys, but there's only three of us. And one of those
1: magnificent three... Is Carl Howdy Doody? Carl, which Backstreet Boy would I be? I mean, obviously for obvious reasons, there was no like good-looking ones there. So, like, which which one would I be? Um, <laughs> you mean the tallest one? Oh, that's the one. Yeah, I don't know what his which, name was, but I'm going to say you yeah, Ronan Keaton. Yeah, that's the one. Although I don't know if he was a Backstreet Boy, but we oh, move anyway.
0: I thought I meant the American ones. I was thinking of NSYNC, not Backstreet Boys. They are Irish. No, they were American. Do you mean Boyzone? That's him. Yeah, that's I the one. Not to, Carl, it. we don't have time to go through your record collection. I just stop
1: your nonsense. How are hey, you? I am good. Um, I'm a well, I'm live, my family's good. Uh, Arsenal, I've had two wins and a bounce. What more could I ask for? New pillows. <laughs> Funny you say that, Danny. Funny you say
0: that. <laughs> Uh, Your um, Alexa device behind you is flashing. That's been flashing for me for two days. And then I just told it to delete all notifications. I don't know what it wanted. I never
1: found out. Alexa, delete all notifications. Then it will stop flashing. Delete
2: all your notifications,
1: right? Oh, yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there you go, people. That's how you use Alexa. The one of uh, the other of of my wonderful guests tonight is the man who is doing his very best to become a pirate. He's down to one leg, and the other one's going to be wooden. It's Nick in Norwich. Howdy, doody, Nick. All
2: right, Danny, how you doing, mate?
0: I am probably doing better than you. Look, I got my legs are two perfectly <laughs> specimens of legs. I don't even use them. You're down to one good leg. Do you want to tell the the, the wonderful listeners about you being non up by Ellis when he was wearing? Um, uh, what was he wearing? I don't know. What do they wear in hospital?
2: I don't know. A latex suit, I think he was wearing. <laughs> oh, 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 that's enough to get off of our mm. listenership going. What mm. happened to you? I don't know. I got uh, cellulitis in my leg, which is like. Posh terms were just like a infection in a cut or a bite or something. And that decided to spread to all my blood and make me very poorly and very sick. Did you die? No, not this time. Not this time. I, I did last year, but not this time. I, I stayed alive for 95%. Staying
0: alive. Staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another one of Carl's favourite albums. Um, right. People in the chat box. We have got Michael in Sweden. Hello, we have got Carl, who's no relation to Gary Lineker. I found that out earlier. And um, we have got, uh, your yeah boy, you're not. Uh, uh, YN0T, this is yo, hello. Julian Salmon, who, whenever I see the name, I want to say Salmon, and that's not right. Alonzo in the US of A uh, in Texas, he has got them long horns. I remember that from many years ago. Marquis Hodges, hello. Um, alonzo says hello to you Ah, oh, jimmy h29 why is that name familiar i have no idea and uh oh here we go That's is why your boy says danny's dementia you're probably right because i am incredibly old and uh, j rob there you go hello people hope all is good we are well we're mostly good two-thirds of us are good um Oh, here we go. Jimmy hates you an early question. He says, I know it's an early question, but, with, uh, but I haven't proofread this. Please make it make sense. With, with such a poor goal difference, do you blame that more on the defence or more on the attacking team? And we should come back to that later. Someone remind me because I will forget. Um, Jay Rules. but that. Alonso. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, Archie's there. Afternoon, Archie and Paul Neal. He was recently in the oh, Chris Moonlighting, Carl. He was bloody moonlighting again with um, Sophie from the Highbury squad. What are we going to do? Charge. Charge. Guilty. Um, yeah, so he was in there. I'm sure he was in there with me. Or oh, It was either that one or it was the um, – oh, no, it wasn't. It was Harry. Harry was doing a match preview with the judge. That's where I saw Neil today. Grant is there. Hi, Grant. And da, 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 da. Oh, here we go, Alonso. a Little update on his—he's he's not been well. Yeah, mate. I'm just waiting for a test to go back to work, so I'm hoping it's negative. That's the story of John's life, and uh, sadly, it doesn't always turn out well as as well as John hoped. Um, Avon Teddington, he's there. Hello, sigh is there? I think you've tweeted me a couple of times today, tonight si, with um, answers to stuff that for the questions. Christian Anderson, what? I think oh, I know a Christian Anderson. Are you the man with the cows in Norway? That's all I need to know. And uh, oh, there's more people down the bottom here. Uh, it's just the same one. Oh, here we go. Uh, Paul says, Harry's pod. That was it. Um, and Jimmy said, Danny, because I am watching most shows and post really stupid questions. I, I did the worst questions. Right. I think that's um, that's all the five minutes of your lives, people, I've wasted. Next time I should start the and I won't introduce anybody. Carl, did you do any of the live shows for Southampton or Sheffield United? Negative. Did you, Nick?
2: No, I was, I was in hospital.
0: All right. Don't go on about it. Jesus, bloody hell. It's not the Nick has got one leg show. If they cut it off, are you going to get a wooden one?
2: No, I'll get a titanium one. <sighs> That's the future, children.
0: Okay. Um,. Right, Carl, Southampton and Sheffield United games. The, if people want to hear what ABW thought about there, the, the two shows are up and they were very good. But did you expect to go away to Southampton? And I think from memory, we've beaten them once in the Premier League at their ground in the last eight games. So um, how did you feel about the result for the, the Southampton game?
1: Apart from oh, obviously probably. amazing. <laughs> clearly Arsenal didn't have the best start to the to the league campaign. You know, we lost to Man City and that was a, a very bad result. And then we lost to Brighton, which was 100%. It was unexpected. You know, you'd think that we was going to beat Brighton, but unfortunately we never got to. Um, for me... At Southampton, their home record was atrocious. I think they only won once at home, I want to say, this season. So, and even with no fans, you'd think that Arsenal would, you know, like to capitalise uh, upon that. And looking at the team, I think um, after the Brighton game, he, he needed to kind of ring a few changes. And he obviously did that. Um, he brought in, I think, Tyranny started this game. And Xhaka came back. Um Sabios, I think, started as well. I think he started the um, Brighton game to the best of my knowledge, I can't remember. Sorry, yeah, yeah, the Brighton game. But um it was a game that obviously <sighs> you're always wary. The biggest the biggest memory I have of playing Brighton was when we lost 4-0 to them on Boxing Day. I think maybe a couple years ago. That game was really, really bad. And ever then you just always think that. Brighton can I'm sorry, um, Southampton could do something against us because there's always you know Shane Long. You no, know, he he wouldn't Shane Long wouldn't score a goal for sixteen months, but you can guarantee he'd pop up against Arsenal and score a goal. It's it's the way of the world. But this time thankfully he didn't, you know, um a a very good goal um by Nketiah by closing down the goalkeeper, which hardly ever gets done, you know, and I think to the best of my knowledge, didn't I want to say Aubameyang did that once against Watford I want to say on, put your hand up to your,
0: my, um, your camera and do that because it's out of focus put it a bit closer right up to the thing and then it will stop it there. take it away it's not focusing
1: bloody thing but yeah I I'll carry on while it focuses um, yes. he did it against Watford I believe and um, you know it's lovely buying to close it down and Obviously, um, the second goal by Willock at the end, lovely. Um, So, um, yeah, as far as as I can see, it was a very good game. And, you know, the fact that we kept a clean sheet, especially with our backup goalkeeper as well, you know, it it was a good good game. A good game that I'm happy about. And, you know, there's not much you can really say about it. The, The... the game was a kind of a, a cut and shut game. It was a game that you'd think that we would win a game that we did win a game that we kept a clean sheet in. Lovely. Brilliant.
0: Oh, there you go. I think Carl's turning his camera off and then on again. I don't know. Sometimes it does that. And uh, I don't know why it's, it's just been a knob, Carl. Um, I don't know how to fix that. Cause yours is a
1: built in one, isn't it? No, I've got the, um, Logitech, the one you told me to buy. Oh, have you? there Mm. we go there that was it doesn't matter did you
0: pull the
2: plastic off Hmm. did you pull the plastic off
0: it? it's gone already oh cheeky um i was gonna say something then yeah wasn't it nice to see a couple of halion products getting our own our very uh,
1: our two goals two young men absolutely yeah it was um do you know i mean it's lovely that you know, the Academy uh, can produce players. That I don't think someone asked a question on Twitter and I had to scratch my head because I couldn't think of one. And hopefully you can. When's the last time that Arsenal produced an Academy striker? Hmm. I can't, I genuinely cannot think of us producing oh, because... an Academy striker. <laughs> <There he> goes, <laughs> you know I Who's mean?
2: the one who threw his shirt at the bench? That's going back. Someone Early
0: 2000s, was it Jack Jay
1: Simpson? Ah oh, yes. Uh I'm not sure if he was a striker though. Yeah, he got Jay Emanuel Thomas, like no, was he a strike? Striker. No, I think he was
0: more, of a winger, more of a winger.
1: So I can't think of um and do you know what? As this is gonna sound so stupid and Danny, you might remember this. Ali didn't we buy him though? Yeah, from Claire Fontaine. The only person I can think of, Danny, you might think, is Andy Cole. He came from Arsenal, Obviously he only played like one game i think for arsenal and yep. then obviously he uh, left under a cloud but i genuinely think that's the last player or, or whether we produce well i would class him as we produced him but that came through our academy and done something
0: yeah but then um, at what point do you go we created him because we bought him from notts county at the age of 16 or i don't know if you buy at that age because he's so young but uh, do you mean like somebody uh and suppose what the, the what the cutoff point is if you if you've got
1: somebody who's been at the club before they're an adult, then yeah, that's gonna be one yeah. of the ones, isn't it? It's yeah, because it was a question I saw on Twitter and I was like, wow, like Arsenal really haven't produced a striker uh that's gone on to you know score loads and loads of goals. I mean, you can t- count people like Carlos Vela, but again, we bought him. Yeah. Um like you said, Ale Adaya, um but yeah, Arsenal don't really produce strikers, do we? And it's good to see that Enketia has kind of I know we got him from Chelsea, but I would say still say he's kind of an uh, an academy product. that's come through and uh, he's in the first team and doing wonders.
0: Yeah, yeah I think we um, for the future reference that we'll have the cut off point. Uh, if you join before your 18th birthday, then we produced you. Well, they're their parents produce them, but you know what I mean. Um, Nick, what was your thoughts of, of the Southampton game? Did you have hope, much hope for the game? Because I thought we were just going to go there and lose like we usually do.
2: Yeah, I think I put in the um, WhatsApp group. I said, well, obviously Shane Long's going to score again and they're going to do their usual rotational fouling as they normally do. And um, I mean, I was surprised because was that the one we got the penalty in?
1: No, that was the Sheffield game.
2: See, I'm getting both games mixed up
1: because I watched them
2: both. Did you were heavily sedated? A little bit, a little bit. It was nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did, did Ellis try and put anything up your bum? That's all we really need to know.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure, but I've got his watch if he wants it. So oh. Oh. oh,
0: very nice. I'll
2: teach him to shake my hand,
0: <laughs> teach you not to let go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So go on. Less of this this smutty nonsense. Uh, yeah. So your thoughts on the game, you um like you were saying.
2: Yeah, I mean I th- it was it's quite a scrappy game. i a lot of rotational foul and by Southampton. And I'm trying to think, what was it? Was it one now? I, f- I forgot the scores already.
1: I scored. Scored.
0: Eddie and Eddie and Ketty scored in the twentieth minute, and then half time they brought on three su- two subs. Oh, yeah, look at the one they brought on. Um, Walker Peters at right back and Shane Long up front because Obafemi was rubbish. And Ian Valerie, I couldn't say his name. I just kept yeah. thinking of uh, Valerie. I am uh, that, um, that scrawny bird who's no longer with us. See, that's how my nose. Hey, there you go. And... Uh, yeah, then Saka got booked after half time, and then we uh, brought on substitution. We brought on Willock, Kolasinic, Lacazette and Maitland-Niles in the space of 20 minutes. And then there Blake got sent off after 85 minutes and then Willock with a lovely goal in eight, on the 87th minute. And then the 91st minute they brought on two more substitutes. But I know there was quite a bit of time um, when I think somebody was down for a while. But the... Um, yeah, that, that was Willock's goal was really good. I think he, he started off he might have started off the, the move from midfield and it went out wide and then it came back into him and then um slotted it home. Was that did, did Pepe cross it to him to put it in? Oh no, no, that I'm thinking of them at the um Danny Ceballos De goal um against Sheffield United Yeah, Yeah, that's
2: the Lacazette free kick, wasn't it? Where the guy got sent off.
0: I think the free kick did nothing. I
2: think yeah, he they, scored
1: from the free kick. No. No. Like is it score?
2: <laughs> no, he had the shot and then he, he hit the rebound straight at the keeper and it went out to Willock. Is that is that the goal? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, oh, I like that. that was good because I liked it how quickly he reacted Well, it third seems third everyone guess, else.
0: At the bloody goal. What? <laughs> that's your third attempt at uh, guessing what the goal was. You <laughs> to <can't>
2: get away <laughs> with that? Well, I did watch Arteta's press conference just before we started, and I thought, I thought maybe I should have double checked what the scores were.
0: Uh oh just uh looking through some of the answers because I'm writing down people's names for the shows as well. And uh someone put Harry Kane as the last player. Here we go. It was Archie. Harry Kane was the last one to come through our youth sister and score lots of goals.
1: Yeah, there uh, you go. It's true, but do we you know, do we claim him? No, we we no. don't, we definitely don't disown him. Definitely, definitely. But no, you know. To sum up, um, because the Sheffield United game, sorry, the uh, Sheffield United game, we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah. I think um, the Southampton game was a game that we needed. I mean, we've come, we've come into the league, and we this is our third, third away game. You know, no team has played three away games apart from us, um, and it's good that. You know, we got the Man City game out of the way. And then obviously we went to Brighton, uh, which is, even though there's no crowd there, it's still an away game. And then we went to um, Southampton and then another away game. So Arsenal don't travel well. Um, so it's good that at least one we've got an away win that we've got a win under our belts after the restart and I guess it's uh, onwards and upwards now because we obviously, we'll talk about in a minute played our 4 away game since the restart and then now we can go home and sort of, you know, be in our own surroundings and our own stadium, minus the crowd but it's good that one, we've got the win and we've broken the kind of Sheffield United sorry, sorry, Southampton hoodoo because didn't we lose to them last season as well with uh Hassan Hutu's um first game? Remember, they had Sheffield, um, oh, fucking hell, Southampton, really yeah, Southampton had lost something like six or seven games in the bounce, you remember? And then Hassan Hutu came in and then wouldn't you know it, beat Arsenal in his first game, of course, he did because it's Arsenal, but um. Yeah, we've got a win and that's good. It's another three points on the board for us to ascend into mediocrity uh, as we do. And, um, yeah, and also we're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Semi-final. Semi-finals, my bad, yes. I have
0: to get one fact right during the night. That's it. It's the only one I'm actually ever going to get right. I'm glad someone else has a problem. I remember I always had the problem with Ross and Josh. I don't know why I kept calling them each other. Each and even now, just for old times' sake, I'll call our Josh Ross because uh, there's too many S's in names; it confuses me. Um, just right. Um, I've been a bit distant here, people, because I'm going through your. Um, I have to go to the YouTube chat, and then I have to cut and paste your ideas for the name of, of the this today's podcast. So so far, we have got four. Only one per person. We've got four names, and at the end of the show, we, us three, will pick the best name for this podcast. And we will go from there. So the one I've just done is that one by P. G. Nez. Right, um, start with you, um, Nick. See, I always pause at your name, Nick, because I've known you for ages as Nicky. and now it's Nick. And then after a while, it'd be, mm. and then I'll yeah. be completely stuck. So if I call you Nicky or Nick, don't don't shout at me. It's That's your fine. own fault. So, Nicky, Nick, well, um, your uh, thoughts on the, the game that you probably might remember, the um, going up to Sheffield United, who have lost, I think they've lost two games since the restart, 3-0, 3-0, and then they might have had another one. And like Carl was just saying, that was our fourth away game in a row, which is... a. Uh, to do Man City, forget about that. That's a, No one goes to Man City and wins. So that just, that, and plus, it's our first game back. And we had three injuries in the first five minutes or whatever it was. So forget about that. The Brighton game, we were unlucky. It was our own fault. And then to go and uh, get this one, I mean, again, were you expecting to go away to Sheffield United in the cup and, and beat them?
2: Yeah, I thought that'd be a lot harder than it was. When I say, I mean, what, four away games on the spin? That's a bit harsh, especially now with the whole COVID thing because, you know, are we supposed, are we allowed to stay in hotels the night before? And no, that's another thing like they've that. done.
0: They've said they want all teams to travel there and back on the same day. And so for the Man City game, I think we left London at three o'clock.
2: Yeah. plus I mean, I don't know where Sheffield is really. That's quite far from London. I wouldn't want to walk it, but what was it, one, one o'clock kickoff? I think that was a one o'clock kickoff. Yeah, because
0: I missed the first quarter of an hour because I was asleep.
2: Yeah, so was I. But now, but I remember the start of that game because I don't know if you guys were. Um, I had the weird crowd noise on the TV or on what I was watching. For some reason, I had the start from El Clasico, where you could hear. I was like, "Yeah, this doesn't sound right." But but yeah, other than that, I mean, try to think about what happened during the game. To be honest with
1: you. It was quite a good game. We, we we looked quite strong for most of the game and I was quite surprised. I um, mean, we... yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, I mean, obviously they had their goal disallowed and, you know, when They're they... Too. Pardon? They're two disallowed. Yes, but the, the first one, oh, literally, on. you had your head and your hands in you and you was kind of like, oh, here we go again. And literally, when they showed the replay, before the commentator said it, I was like, that's offside, isn't it? And you yeah. know when you think oh, maybe he's not. And then, obviously, when they showed the replay, it's like, oh, yeah, that's playing the side. So we kind of, you know, got a little reprieve. And I think after that, we started to play a little bit well. We started to pass the ball around. Um, Xhaka was kind of doing his thing. He was literally spraying the ball around. And uh, the link-up play, I think, between um, Pepe mm-hmm. and Maitland-Niles was very, very good on, on the Sheffield United game. I think it's it was better than Bellerin and Pepe because... Whereas Bellerin likes to get forward, so you kind of got to have that interchange, haven't you, of one stay forward, one save back, and I think what works well is that Maitland-Niles protects Pepe when he goes off on a tangent and he does um, everything that he needs to do. So whereas, you know, you can tell Pepe to go forward and run back, and if he does lose the ball, you've got Maitland-Niles at uh, on the right-hand side, who has played right-back, so he knows how to defend, you know, protecting him, which I think works very well, which is something that maybe Arteta will uh, do in the future. But we'll talk about that another time. We'll talk about the Sheffield game. But, um, yeah, and it was good. I think um, when we got our first uh, goal, when I I was talking to our, our Norma, and I, and I said, I don't think that's a penalty. I think it's going to get overturned. Like, because the first at first instance, I thought, that looks very, very weak. Like, genuinely, I thought, nah, not at all. Because I, what I always put it down to is, if that was given against Arsenal, would I be angry? And I was thinking, yeah. Um, you know, let's face it. Uh, like I said, it does go over easily. But is it a penalty? Yeah, by the letter of the law, it definitely is. But I just think it's very weak. But do you know what? I don't care because we scored from that goal. And uh, Pepe put away uh, the penalty. So, yeah, I was happy about that one.
0: Yeah, it was a very interesting game uh, because I kind of thought normally we'd go up there and and we'd struggle to beat them. But then the media, someone in the media said, well, if there'd have been in the crowd there, Arsenal wouldn't have won, which I I think is an absolute nonsense. Mm. But, Nicky, see Xhaka back starting in the central midfield, and like Carl was saying, Bellerin loves to get forward, much like I like the idea of a mountain bike. Just because I like the idea of it, I'm never going to be able to ride one. Bellowing getting forward is is Theo-esque at times, utterly pointless, but Maitland-Niles... Is a he spent his career uh, is so up to his career apart from when he's played at right wing back or right back for us he has been an attacking right sided player and the link-up between him and Pepe was brilliant because if um, any of their players decide to take on Pepe, then they make the Nars just take over where Pepe is and, and come all the way in and do work from the right-hand side. We've got someone which the last few games we've seen, if you haven't got anyone in the central midfield, which has been Guendouzi, and we all know he's been dropped for one reason or another, having Xhaka in the centre of that midfield again, you got Man of, Man of the Match with an opt rating of 7.5, and I think that just shows that, Arteta's system will work if you've got the right players playing in those positions and Willock will run all day and all night. I was um, watching someone did a, um, I think it was Giles um, did a tweet that someone's done a video of all Willock's best bits and for me, Willock reminds me of Diaby, especially that game when Diaby played against Liverpool and he ran the entire game. Willock can do the going back, he can do the central mid-steel field stuff, he can do the getting forward stuff, he scores goals, he's got assists and he's still still only a wee bear so um, that the system that um, Arteta plays with, um, drop with Bella not playing. Nicky, were you happy to see the way the players were all working together?
2: Yeah, it do seem like Maitland Niles and Pepe have like got some understanding quite quickly. Where I think pretty much, I don't know if Pepe's actually had a really good understanding with the rest of the squad all season. That sort of seems like us, like him on his own sometimes floating out on the left and sometimes out on the right, but. Yeah, I mean, he's coming in. And Xhaka, I mean, I mean, a lot of people didn't notice. You know, he got the um, captain's armband again when um, yeah. Aubameyang went off. But, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have took it off him personally myself. But then, you know, that's that, that's old news. But I don't know. He's With Xhaka, like a lot of players we've had over the years, you know, he he had his time as the boo boy because of everything apparently he doesn't do. But no one ever concentrates on what he does do. He's a really good passer of the ball he does seem to draw quite a lot of fouls, whether that means he's like being clever or just diving and cheating, whichever way you want to say it. But that's, you know, I I think we're definitely a better midfield with him in the side because when we had um, like Gwen Doozy and Torreira and people like that, they just they don't seem to know much about like positional play. They just just seems to. Which, is, you know, it's good they've got um, a lot of energy and enthusiasm, but just running around the pitch like headless chickens, trying to get the ball, that isn't really going to work, you know, in the premiership because if we just run off trying to get the ball, it's going to pass it around you. And that's, you know, you know, it's better. If, uh, and if they keep playing with like Xhaka and a few of the other boys, they're going to learn that, hopefully, over the next year or so, if, if we keep Guendouzi.
0: And also, we've got on the other side, you've got Tierney, who's turning out to be a fantastic player, linking up with Saka now. Carl, does that remind you of the days where you'd have Ashley Cole and Bobby Perez? And on the right-hand side, you'd have... Uh, ooh, who played right back along with Lundberg? With Dixon. And who after Dixon? We, huh? Wasn't it, Lauren? Lauren, that's the one. Not Dixon, forget that. It's um, And Lauren, was when he was playing in Mallorca, was a, was a right midfielder. And Ashley Cole, when he was a kid, was a left-sided um, attacker. And so we've seen now that Tierney can play brilliantly down the left-hand side with Saka. Maitland-Niles can play down the right-hand side brilliantly with Pepe. And like Paul Neal's put there, uh, maitland Niles is a better fit at the moment. And uh, Sophie from the Highbury squad, who did a brilliant show today. Go and find the Highbury squad on YouTube. It was Sophie, it was our Chris, and it was the bloke who wrote the book with and Wenger and knows his French football, just like Chris does. And really, it's only an hour. They didn't blabber on about North nothing French like we do. Yeah, so go find that and give that a listen. It's really good. Um, uh, Sophie says, longest current serving player of the club will definitely be sad, as Bellerin would <laughs> Um, sad as it's another example of hopeful young talent not fulfilling their potential at Arsenal it's right there isn't it Carl
1: yeah unfortunately uh, I don't think Bellerin is going to fit in at Arsenal I just can't see at the moment you know since he had his injury no matter what you say, he hasn't come back the same person. A lot of people say, you know, it does take time to come back from the injury that he had. Granted, it definitely does. He had a horrific injury, absolutely terrible. But he's come back and he's not the same person. He definitely lost a yard of pace. He's not as fast as he was. I mean, do you remember when um, we played Chelsea and he he made that uh, large-dick tackle and the, the pace that he had, you can't see him doing that now. No way. He just hasn't got the speed, unfortunately. Um, and he, he, he seems to switch off a little bit. And I don't know if it's because of the break. I mean, I know he loves Arsenal and I, you know he, he, he loves the club, but I just can't... At the moment, we can't afford passengers at Arsenal. We just genuinely do not have the capacity for it. And whereas, you know, we've got Cedric coming in now, you know, do we want to keep bettering or do we want to sell him to you know, say, send him to Barcelona. I think, I don't think Barcelona would take him now. I genuinely can't see that. Um, So, there's just something about him. He just doesn't, he just makes mistakes. He can't really cross the ball. I mean, he gets forwards and, you know, the the, the key would be, you know, can you play him at right wing? But, would you trust him? Is he a bit too slight to play him at right wing? Is he strong enough to play at right wing? Who knows? But, I think if we can get, I mean, I put. I would love Bellerin to, to to stick around and be our captain, you know, and fulfill all the things that we, when we first saw him, you wanted him to fulfill. Unfortunately, that injury has definitely taken something out of him. Whether he just needs new surroundings, who knows? But Bellerin is not the player that he was two or three years ago, not by a long shot. So, you know, unfortunately, I think this season, I mean, you know, I don't know with the way football transfers are going to happen this season. I don't know whether we can afford to sell him. And I say that because, you know, if you sell in, can we afford to bring someone else in? You know, who's going to want higher wages? And you could say that, OK, we've got um, Cedric in now. But at the same time, you're going to need a backup right back. Now, I think I'd rather keep Bellerin as a backup right back than to go out and then buy another player who you're going to, have to buy and give high wages to.
0: It will be sad because he made his debut in the 2013 season, the same season that Ozil made his debut. And then you look at the number of games, Bellerin 200-ish, just under 200, Ozil 250. And Ozil's played for almost nothing for a bit minister minister uh, the entire season by being ill and stuff like that. So, but Bellerin's only 25. He's still got time to go, maybe go back to Spain. And uh, to have an entire new career. I mean, as a right back with with his um, with his skills, you could probably get another seven, eight, nine years out of his career, possibly. But I do think that if um, we're going to come to the tactics bit in a minute, but I do think that if, if you are going to play three at the back, then we can afford to have players um, as wing backs, and I think Maitland Niles, as shown occasionally before, and I think this last game he showed really well that, that it could possibly be the uh, one of the many. Um, alternatives, But uh, Avon has put here uh, two things about Cedric. He can play left-back and right-back, so his ideal cover, but he adds almost nothing in the attacking third of the field. His standout stat is 70% success rate in tackles. He's an out-and-out defender. So um, the next thing we were going to come on to, which links to that, is um, uh, ah, Arteta's, further down our list of stuff, Arteta's tactics. Is he changing them so, Nicky, is he changing them so much due to injuries or is he just changing them for each game? Unlike Wenger, who would quite often play the same team no matter what the opponents because we've seen three at the back in this game against Sheffield United, which nullified most of the game for them with uh, really pacey full backs. Other games we've seen playing two at the back, sometimes there's three in midfield, sometimes as we know, there's two midfield with with someone, maybe an Urzel doing the Urz no one does the Urzell role, but but I know what I mean. But you know what I mean. Is um is the future of Arsenal under Arteta we're going to see varying tactics for each game depending on who we're playing?
2: Well I hope so. I mean you don't want to go full Ranieri at Chelsea, Tinker Man, change, you know, the players and tactics formation every game. But, I mean, I can't remember what it was like before the um, break. But obviously, like you said, the Man City game, that's completely a washout because of the injuries. And I think what one did um, David Luiz done his knee as well? I think that was in, was that in the s- second Man half. City,
1: of the f- no, Man City game, wasn't that- it?
2: Yeah, but we've had um a few injuries in a few games like quite early. Plus other teams have been getting a few injuries as well. Plus we've had extra subs because of you know what I'm not you why the exact reason is. I think they're thinking because we're coming into summer, we're gonna get a lot more, you know, hotter weather, so people are gonna be more tired. I'm not sure, but you know, it's hard to tell. But obviously the lot the more games we have. Under Arteta, the more we'll see if he keeps changing it, you know, that's going to be the worst thing, especially if we're winning, because fair enough, if he's going to change, you know, formation, players, tactics, whatever, because we're losing, that's great. But if we have a brilliant game, like say if we beat Norwich tomorrow, say 4-0 the back four have a stormer, you know, clean sheet, everything's hunky-dory. And then the next game, he just completely changes the back four to a back three or something like that. Then we'd have to question, you know, why is he changing a winning side? You know, as you know, changing a losing side is easy. No one really cares about that much because you've got to try and do something different. But we'll, we'll see if
1: he starts stringing a few wins together.
0: Carl, oh, what's your thoughts on the tactics and uh, what Nicky was just saying?
1: Um, I'm slightly going to disagree with Nicky because the only reason why you play three at the back is because your defenders are not good enough. Let's, let's be honest. Like, So you can't trust two players, so you have to play three at the back. You have to play three defenders, potential defenders. So that's the only reason why you, play, you genuinely do play three at the back. Uh, Arsene Wenger did it. Do you remember when we went on a losing streak? Do you remember when we lost to, was it Crystal Palace, like 3-1? And then the next game, we came in with a three at the back and we started winning again. Uh, For me, that's why you you honestly do play a three at the back because our defenders at the moment are not good enough. No matter how you want to look at it, no matter how much you want to... Say, oh, he's changing tactics, he's doing it because our players are not good enough, so therefore, you have to accommodate for what you have. We do have pacey wingers, you know. Um, whether you play Tierney or um Kalasinach on the left, or whether you play Bellerin or Maitland Niles, we have people who can get up and down the pitch, which is which is a good thing. Um, for me, he has to at the moment. We have to stick with three at the back. That's just my personal opinion. Because no matter what combination of center backs you put in, whether it be Louise and Mustafi, whether it be uh, holding and Mustafi, or holding and Louise, or a number whoever you put in, they're not good enough. The the The, the two that we play at the back are not good enough. Now, if you do play Louise holding and I don't know, Socrates or Louise holding and Mustafi, whoever, there's three players that you've got there for protection. Now that for me gives you a little bit more of defensive stability. Um, just because I just don't think the two at the back are, are good enough. So, um, I think Arteta has now seen it. I mean, yeah, he, he did it for the Southampton game. We played three at the back. And oh, for God's sake, Megan, the two knew up. Anyway, uh, I digress. Um, he did it for defensive stability. And then um, he's seen that it works. Then obviously he did it again for Sheffield. And again, it worked. So I can see us maybe, maybe if we're at home, quote unquote, because there's no crowd there, but at home he might change it. But for me, the three at the back works because we just can't trust our centre-backs. We do not have the faith or, I don't know what you want to call it, the skill, the the defensive nuance to keep uh, four at the back. Because like you said, we play Bellerin, Bellerin's lost it. So if you play Bellerin a little bit higher up at the pitch... Therefore, he can help with the attacking and also not have to worry about defending so much because he knows that he's going to have a centre back behind him. I think once Bellerin is the last line of defence on the right, people are just going to keep on attacking, and the interchange between you can have between uh, Kalasnich and or Tierney, and whoever we play on the left, you know that's also going to um, mostly going to be Aubameyang, isn't it? And Aubameyang does come back to defend quite a lot, so. For me, you've got... we At the moment, because of the personnel that we have, you've got a half at the back.
2: Yes. Yeah, can I just add to that? Yeah, I see, I see where you're coming from, Carl, but I think, if, especially over the last few games, because our midfield's been struggling as well, you know, because I think, obviously, Torreira's still out, who's our apparent, you know, defensive midfielder who's been out for a while. Xhaka, who tries, but can very often get caught out as well as that, but obviously, he did he miss like a couple of games through injury as well? Plus, obviously, Gwen he has gone, so I think sometimes playing he's playing three at the back because that would work better with the midfield options we've got. I mean, he's got let's say he's just got to get a team that's balanced and works together because it's not let's say it's not worth playing a back four if the midfield's just going to allow everyone to bomb onto him, and um, it's also not worth. You know, playing three at the back, the same the same thing. If we're going to think, oh, well, we've got three defenders. If our midfield are going to think, oh, we've got an extra midfielder, it means I don't have to midf- You know, I don't have to defend from the midfield and from the front. It's going to be pointless. You know, we could play five centre backs if the midfield doesn't want to help them out. Our defence is always going to be terrible.
1: I mean, definitely. I mean, our midfield throughout like the whole season. I think they're non-existent. I think there was a the stat that um, I think I'll find for you, Danny, that our midfielders have contributed. in. So we are now on what, our 31st 30, 30, 30 game? And our midfielders combined have produced, I think, six goals between them. And that's every single person that plays midfield in the league. That is atrocious. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I think between them as well, I think it's something like, six or seven assists. That's that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That That's very, very silly. And um, mm-hmm. our midfielders don't really do anything. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, you look at uh, someone like Granite Xhaka where, like he's, we was talking before, he was, you know, he had his time and he was our boo boy for some reason. Yeah, rightly so. You know, what he did and what he done to the crowd, you know, was unacceptable, 100%. But you ask the question, how many assists has Shaka got? If and if actually- you're saying... Pardon.
0: That's the tweet I did before I deleted ninety nine thousand tweets. This this was up before the the Southampton game. Our our seven people who've played in the central midfield this season um, have
1: combined to a total of ten assists and goals. And that's that is absolutely ridiculous for a club who's pushing on for a club who wants to be in the Champions League. You know uh, the the club who you know are striving to get into Europe and want to be with Europe's elite clubs and our midfielders have have done 10 assists all season and three got sorry two goals between them that is absolutely shocking we don't belong this is what i'm saying and people don't agree with me when i say this we do not belong in the champions league True. we do not have we honestly i mean when we was a quote unquote okay team we got beat 10-0 or 10-2 by buying Bayern aggregate twice now that we're a club how we are now, could you imagine us playing Barcelona or Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund or someone of that ilk? We would get absolutely mullered. You've, and that stat for me is, abs- is shocking, absolutely shocking. Granit Xhaka, two assists. I mean, one assist for the whole season. Guendouzi, two assists for the whole season. No goals. Twenty-four. No goals in 24 games and two assists. Mesut Ozil, two assists, meant to be the greatest number 10 that the world's ever seen. And in 18 games, he's only had one goal and two assists. That For me, this is why we do not belong in the Champions League. And this is why our midfield just needs absolutely just ripping apart and coming back. We do need midfielders. I think if he was to, you know... Danny, I'll ask you this question. I'll come to you. If you could only uh have a player from any part of the team so you can only improve one part of the team what would it be
0: it's gonna to have to be um somebody who can score goals from midfield because uh i think we're looking at that if if, if uh, doesn't want to be at the club i don't think guendouzi you're just saying this is only premier league games guendouzi has played 56 games for arsenal no game um, in the premier league before the last two games and no goals and uh, two assists in two seasons. And he doesn't defend, does he? This is a topic we're going to come on to later. But it doesn't defend. He doesn't create. He doesn't score. So, I mean, I know he's, he's pretty young. You're bringing him through. But it's going to have you to say be... say that
2: about most of our midfielders, Danny.
0: All of them. In the... <laughs> well say, the fact that Ozil has virtually not played this season and he's still the top of all of our midfield players with with uh, three assists or and, and goals between them. But it, like someone like Avon has just put there, look at Urzel drop off between 2016 and 18-19-20. Shocking. But we need goals for midfield. And this also, this is just a rough thing. I, mean, mate, if, mate, I know like it says there, Willock has played 21 games. He hasn't played 21 lots of 90 minutes, has he? Sometimes it's been 5 minutes here, 15 minutes there. But this is just without going into a deep dive into all the stats, but Carl, is going to have to be someone who can score from midfield and whether it's going to be a Ramsey where, but where he can get the goals, get the assists, and he's taking over everyone else's positions when, when they're not doing it properly or whether it's like the, the 16, 17 season where Erzul got 18 and um, where he was just sitting in, he was doing the, the equivalent of goal hanging. He was just hanging around the 10, the um the 10 position and doing all the magic from there. You can hang out around wherever you want, as long as you do the magic, but imagine if we had Pete Ramsey and Peak Ozil and then and even something a little like Xhaka. A couple of seasons ago, Xhaka had one goal and seven assists. I mean, that's, that's what you need. They need the creativity from every position and we've got it from no positions. I mean, we're excluding the kids from this, like Willock, because he's still learning his trade. But Willock is just coming
1: on leaps and bounds as well. It's fantastic. I mean, he is. But like you said, Danny, we need someone who one is going to create him if you're so... Of Urzul, Terera, Ceballos, Guendouzi and Xhaka and okay, you can look up Willer if you really want to. Where's the creativity there? Where's the player that will give you that defence splitting pass? You can say Ozil, but for some unknown reason, Urzul's not the flavour of the month where obviously we don't see what goes on in training you know, so he's not in the squad. Okay, rightly so. If, you, if he's not going to play himself in training or you look at games, okay, fine. Terrera is our quote-unquote defensive midfielder. So, Although you could say it's not his job to provide assists, it kind of is. You're midf- you're a midfielder, so your job is to control the middle of the park and give the balls to the strikers and stop the, the defenders uh, having to concede. So, Byos, what would you call him? A box-to-box? Would you call him box-to-box or would you call him uh, a deep-line playmaker? Would you call him an advanced playmaker? Who knows what he is? But at the end of the day, for two assists, in the league not good enough we what did we buy him for what was his role when sorry what did we loan him for what was his role when we went to Real Madrid and we said right subscribe we want you to come in and we want you to do what gunduzi two assists this season not good enough he doesn't defend he doesn't attack um yes he gets the ball and he runs with it but the amount of times that guy loses the ball is unreal and the amount of times he lets players go past him when uh the other teams attack him is just a joke. Uh Xhaka, we look at that and one assist all season, it's not good enough, really, is it? Like considering how many games he's played, and we every manager that we've had, so whether it be um whether it be the manager we've got now, whether it be Lomberg as a caretaker, whether it be Emray, they've all played Xhaka. So there's something that they see in Granit Xhaka that they like, but he doesn't do anything on the pitch. Yeah, he sprays the ball from left to right, but no end product. So for me, we've got to improve our midfield. We need Ozil's got to go. That's for definite sure. Whether, like you said, Danny, whether uh, Lucas Torreira wants to stay, who knows? Like, if he doesn't want to he stay, not. sell him. If he doesn't want to stay, he got to, he's got to go. So us, I I, mm, I can't see us keeping him to be honest i just don't see it he's gotta go guendouzi well we'll talk about guendouzi a bit later granite jacker he's gonna stay because he's an ever present in our midfield and joe look. he's gonna get his chance he's getting his chances now so hopefully you know he'll come on leaps and bounds but our midfield is, is really shocking this season absolutely offers no protection to the to the defenders and nothing going forward Mm, agree with all of that, Carl. Nick, have you got anything to add to all of that lot? And then
0: a question here from Julian How many players are we away from a Champions League place? He, said, he says about five. So, your thoughts on the midfield, Nick, and then answer that question.
2: Well, we do, we do. Midfield is quite a simple role, really, when you think about it. You're in the middle. When we haven't got the ball, you defend. When you have got the ball, you attack. That's why you're in the middle of the defence and the attack. And like I say, there's just no one seems to be any good at defending in midfield. No one seems to be any good at attacking or scoring goals. So That just makes you wonder, what's the point of any of those midfielders actually playing for us? Not is saying it? like every midfield, because, you know, Gilberto didn't score loads of goals. You I think know, he, last he, he might have
0: got yeah. six, which is a bit of an oddity. But yeah.
2: Yeah, but I remember he was at one point quite a boo boy as well. Where people say, "Oh, what does he do? What does he do? Look at all the goals, Perez and Lumberg and Vieira runs around two foot and everyone." And and then I remember he got injured for about what seven eight months. Can you remember that, Danny? That's that's quite a summary of Vieira. He runs around two foot. Every <laughs> well, one. you know, so he he, that on his gravestone. <laughs> you, yeah, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't not notice him on the pitch, would you? You'd know if Vieira was playing straight away. You wouldn't need to double check the team sheet to see. Oh, he was playing. He? I didn't notice he was playing, but you'd, you'd never not miss Vieira, would you? He was a presence. He was a captain. He was a leader. Everyone seemed to step up and play better with him. But, like I say, but, but you look at them lot. None of them really. To be honest, is there any one of those? If if well. I know it's not FIFA football manager and we haven't got hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds to spend, but would that really bother you if any of those midfielders ever played for us again? Apart from the kids, no. Oh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take them out of it because they're not, you know, Xhaka and Willock. They've only played a few. This is their first season. So, you know, you allow them a little bit to work out the league and then hopefully they'll come good next year. But of the, you know, the older players and the, you know, in the twenties, not really.
0: In um, talking about Gilberto, in his, his last season with us, he got one goal in thirty-six games. His penultimate season, he scored ten Premier League go- goals. Wow! That's bad. Have that in a, a, a trivia quiz. Well, what other quiz would you get apart from fucking trivia? Have that in a, a football quiz, you'd um, <laughs> you'd never. What, what defensive midfielder scored ten Premier League goals in his penultimate season with us? I'd have no idea. Alex I Song. <laughs> Yeah, he did play most of the time. He was like... um, um, Number 10
2: behind Van Persie. That's it.
0: Carl, what do you think to Julian's question? Um, How many players, Champions League... um, I just said, no, you're going to say 11. How many players are we away from being a Champions League team? Champions League place. so that means what? Down to sixth this season, possibly.
1: Um, we're not going to get Champions League, let's, 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 let's be honest. And we, we don't deserve to be in the Champions League, and I don't want to be in the yeah. Champions League. Uh, mm-hmm. I only want to, only reason why I want to be in the oh, Champions God. League is for the money, but we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's how many players, what question is it? How many players are we or places?
0: How many first team? Oh, how many players? Yeah, I suppose he means first team. He says we quite oh. a
1: few, so I would say, right, definitely two center backs. <laughs> um, Definitely three midfielders, 100%. Because none of our, not one of our midfielders are good enough to play in Champions League against the best teams against Champions League. So definitely um, a backup striker because, like I said, uh, sorry, Chris, is not good enough. Um, so I would say, what's that? I said keep. So, I would say we're about six or seven players away from a Champions League squad because this current squad is nowhere near good enough to play in the Champions League. Nowhere near it.
2: It's nowhere good enough to play in the Europa League.
1: You're right. (laughs) But the thing is, we're laughing,
2: but you're absolutely right. How much did we. I know we got through to the knockouts, but how many of those games, especially away, how many of those games did we struggle? Not just this year, but over the last. Rusterson's feet is at home. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there you go I mean we lost Olympiacos and then Wolves won and battered them what, was it 4-0 then Wolves beat them like it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous that this Arsenal squad this Arsenal squad did not make the at least to the semi-finals of the Europa League, and then, and then you got people crying that we want Champions League. If you can't get to the semi, if you can't get to the semi-finals and get knocked out by Olympiacos, why do we? Why do we think that this squad is good enough for Champions League? We would get mullered by the Group Four pot of the Champions League, let alone any other team. Like there is no way, no way on God's green earth, this Arsenal team is anywhere near ready to compete for the Champions League. And if we do get rid... Sorry, I say get rid. I know that's not the wrong word. If Young does leave, absolutely God help us. Because if you have to have Lacazette leading the line, we will not score goals. Because our midfielders aren't scoring any goals. Uh, Lacazette at the moment is can't hit a fucking barn door. At least he tries though, doesn't he? He does try. But unfortunately, you can try all you want. And... He's trying hard, but it's not working. So then what do you do? I mean, yes, if you couldn't play, this squad can no way have uh, Eddie and Ketia and Lacazette up front as our two strikers. Man. No way, no way. We would absolutely not get anywhere. So for me, we are literally about six or seven players away from a Champions League squad. And that's minimum. That's literally minimum. And we all know that we're not going to have six We we're not going to replace six or seven players this season.
2: We're talking first-teamers as well, not... Just 1st team, team. Exactly, and not squad-team. That's not, yeah, not, squad not backup. Oh, yeah. so that's if no-one gets
0: injured. None of the new ones get injured, which they will in the first game. Three of them will get injured.
1: There you go. So, yeah, we are a very, very long way from one even being in the Champions League because there are several teams ahead of us uh, in the league. And even if we get to the Champions League, the, again, there are several players who yeah, we'll, we, we're just not good enough. We are not good enough to be in a Champions League by a long shot. And you look, any decent players want to come to the Premier League, Man City, Man
0: United, Liverpool, um, Chelsea and possibly Spurs will all be ahead of us. Because they're, I, they're I, like
1: I was them. having this conversation with someone on Twitter and I genuinely, someone asked me a question, why would uh, someone want to come to Arsenal? And back in the day, I would have had my gun would have been loaded. Ready. Have played, oh, get comfortable comfortable son. get yeah. yourself This is gonna be a long old list. Of course. And now you think to yourself, why would you want to come to Arsenal? You're not if you pick between Arsenal and Chelsea, Chelsea will pay you more, they've got better prospects. Uh, they're gonna be in the Champions League, you know, even to the spec where I mean, I personally, no matter what, would never ever, ever, ever want to go to Spurs, but Spurs are going to pay you more than we can. They're gonna, you know, they've been to the semi-final of the Champions League, where we've missed the Champions League for the past four seasons. You know, there's no hope of us getting to Champions League or looking like we are. So, so, so why would you want to come to Arsenal? Like, this everyone knows about how rubbish our defense is. We know that we can't really pay high wages. What draw has Arsenal got? I I mean, I still love Arsenal. I think Arsenal is the best thing in the world. You get to live in London. You get to be involved in one of the greatest football clubs ever. But as a footballer from another country coming in and Arsenal, Chelsea and the scum want you, you're going to pick Chelsea, aren't you? Like, Let's be honest, you really are going to pick them. I would never pick Arsenal. I mean, I never picked Spurs over Arsenal, but as a player who, I mean, and that's me being fired because I have an affiliation with Arsenal, mm. but wouldn't you look at that and think I can be coached by Jose Mourinho. Yes. Jose Mourinho is a senior next Tuesday. We all know this, but you know, he's a natural born winner. I hate Jose Mourinho, but the man is a natural born winner. Is I mean, yes, be... trophy is he? No, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to bleed Spurs dry. That's for sure. But I guarantee, within the next two or three seasons, he gets them a cup because exactly. that's what Jose does. That's exactly what he does. He'll do it. You say
2: that, Carl, about, you know, all these players from abroad. And I said, yeah, exactly. And because we're not going to pay the money of the other guys are playing. And that all comes down to one word as well, ambition. Have we really got any ambition to do any better? All we've ever heard about is... Oh, we have got to get top four again, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. Yes, because they want a little bit extra Champions League money. They're not actually, you know, they're not actually talking about winning the league. And I mean, I personally, that wouldn't bother me if we bought. I mean, we've got Saliba coming back off loan. I, was, I said this to Danny before. We don't need these flashy, take a risk players from abroad. I would be Raiden lower down in the Premiership and the Championship because we don't need what we need is not expensive and flash and all these like Hollywood signings from we need steel from the championship and those players, if we show ambition and said, look, we want to be back up the top. This is what we want to do. We're going to raid like eight, nine, 10 players in the, you know, just lower down and a championship tall, strong British midfielders and say, I want you to play for Arsenal For the next five to ten years, I want you to eventually, you know, captain whatever. They will come to Arsenal, especially if they're London boys, because they'll be at the age where they could have supported Arsenal when they were good. And they they, they, remember
1: when we were good. (laughs) Oh, but do you know what you're saying? You're right, and I'm just watching the the Brighton Man United game, and probably because they're losing two nils is not a a good thing. But I go for uh, for Dunk. Um, yeah, I would. I definitely would go for him. I, I would go for Max Aaron's when Norwich yep. get relegated because they are going to go. So you could go for there now. I would go. Yep. Uh, definitely, I'd go for Max Aaron's. He well, is a ready, ready replacement at right back for Bellerin. And if whoever gets him, and he's going to leave, isn't he? Him and yeah. also, um, oh, what's the midfielder called again? Another one you want about? Rendell Irish. So, oh. The, the midfielder. A Norwich midfielder. Yeah. The blonde-haired one. Yeah, him. That's the one. Yeah. Um I would go for him as well. Like, 100%, I'd go yeah. for him. But, you know, he's going to end up going to probably uh a Chelsea or someone like that Uh get paid. Campbell. Cheers, Mike. Like, that's Campbell. the one. Yeah, Tom Campwell. Like, I'd definitely go for him. But whether we, you know, whether you want to come to Arsenal, why aren't we talking to him now? You know, you know, he's going to go, we know for a fact that Norwich are going down. Let's, let's be honest, it's going to be a miracle. Max Aaron's as well. Go for these sort of players. Mm. Go for Dunk. Go for them sort of players in case Brighton go down and it's looking like, you know, they maybe might just scrape staying up. But these are the players, like Nick said, these these are the players that we should be going for. You know, it almost seems like buying a, a British midfielder from lower down the league doesn't work for us. I mean, we've got Rob holding. So, you know, it, it kind of, does work. You need to go for like you said, them steely, no nonsense, gets the ball and kicks it out. But with every, but it seems like now you need to have that uh centre back who can play the ball. You know, uh play it around, do a thirty yard pass to the left and to the right. Sometimes that's not needed. Sometimes we don't want that. We want a person who can win a header above anybody else and just get it up the, the field.
2: Yeah, Carl. What was that, what saying? Like you say. When you say Rob Holden and Callum Chambers and people, I'm not talking 17, 18-year-old centre-halves that have got to trade. I'm yeah, talking... 27, 20, year 20, 20 olds Yeah, 25-plus. Yeah, and they can come straight in. They know the British game. They know what they need to do. And if you, like I say, if you sell them on the club and say, he's going, he's going, he's going, I'm going to be here. And and I know it's not nice, you know, because they want, But you look at what Liverpool did five, six years ago, they raided, and we all took the mick out of them, they raided, like, the Palaces, the Southamptons, a of, you know, Hull. They raided those type of players. They got their base set. They got into thing. Then, obviously, they added your Mo Salah, your, Mar- you know, Mane's and stuff like that. They absolutely ripped Barcelona off for Coutinho and <laughs> sold him. Absolutely ripped them a new one. And then, what, what was the final piece of the puzzle, a goalkeeper, and a centre half. So I went, "What's the best goalkeeper, uh, centre half in the league available?" Van Dijk, and we all laughed. 70 seventy million? Well, that's good. If if he's going to be how he's going to keep playing for the next two or three years, he was a bargain. They've bought a decent keeper as well. But it's like we're trying to fi- finish the puzzle. Like we were the late two thousands when we needed like one more striker or one more centre half. That that's gone. We've got to completely smash this up and start a whole new spine of the team, and then add the flair later. But we'll have to see what if if they're willing to do that. But I mean, it. that's going to upset a few people. Like if Abayang and Lacazette and Özil and a lot of players go, and if we replace them, like I said, with players they haven't heard of because they're not got five stars out of five on FIFA, they're all <laughs> going to get upset. But if, if we start the season well and we're winning game or playing well and we're not getting spanked 6-0 by Chelsea one week and stuff like that, they will then become stars. And that's, that's what I want them to do.
0: Avon makes, uh, uh, before that, Carl, um, Avon's put... He hasn't said why he's put this, but I think we can guess. Elneny, Mkhitaryan, Kalasanich, Socrates, Gwendouzi, Alba. And if we're lucky, Laka, Ozil, maybe Bellerin and Ashley Maitland-Niles. If we're unlucky, Saka. I think he's talking the ones he wants to go. That's that's an entire team's worth. I mean, that's two or three transfer windows to get rid of, isn't it, Carl, normally?
1: Yeah, uh, 100%. But do you know what? This this um, transfer window coming up is going to be a re It's a very, very funny one, isn't it? Just because of when the league's going to start, um, how many weeks um, of rest are they going to get, when the deals are going to get done. I'm going to assume that we're going to have a, uh, a European transfer window. We're going to shut on the same day because of what's happened um, with the whole COVID thing. So, you know, usually that the, the 5th of October. So the Premier League transfer window usually closes early, doesn't it? That yeah. Can't happen this season. No way can that happen this season. We've all got to in line with the rest of Europe, and even money teams are not going to have money this season because there is no match day revenue. Arsenal rely on, on. so much match day revenue, don't they? So so much, and at yeah. the end of the day, we just don't have that match day revenue. So automatically, you're talking what maybe. 50 to 60 million pound down on what you would normally do we don't have that anymore so therefore you know we have to be very very smart and this is why we gave david louise a new contract this is exactly the reason why we gave him a new contract because we know for a fact it was an easy and very cheap option to have david louise rather than go out and buy a new setback where well, you're gonna have to pay them let's call it 70 80 million sorry 70 80,000 pounds a week plus and then on top of that is their transfer fee, signing on fee, blah, blah, blah. blah. We don't have the money for that. And maybe he's looking at that and thinking, OK, the money that we uh, signed David Luiz for, and I believe that he's uh, taken lesser terms, which if he has, well done to him. And I'm, and I'm thankful for that. Um, if we can use that money to go elsewhere into the squad. There are too many high earners at Arsenal that are doing nothing namely Erso Erso needs to go he's an iron that's earning nothing and if if Young doesn't want to stay we've got to sell him we've got to sell him and if we can get even 30 million for him then go find go he's got to go take the take the money for him uh we will find another striker uh to take up his wages i believe he's on like two hundred and thousand pounds a week like i said as much as i want like i said to i'd love him to um to carry on and I want, like I said, to do well. The fact of the matter is, like I said earlier, we cannot afford passengers. Lacazette like is not doing it this season. He's not scoring the goals, and you know he's been given chances. I'm not going to s- sit here and have someone say to me, "Oh, he hasn't had chances." Yeah, you have, and you just do not do it. So um, there are so many people in the squad that we need to get rid of. Saka, we need. To, uh, yeah, Saka, we need to tie him down to a contract. Um... Mm-hmm. We're, right now that should be Arsenal's main priority is to get Saka tied down to a contract because if he doesn't sign a contract then we're going to have to sell him to get some sort of money for him and you're talking what at the age he is and what he's doing in the season we're talking about maybe 15 million Liverpool would snack him up straight away literally snatch him up straight away of course Liverpool will be after him Man United will be after him because James ain't doing that much at, um, Man United and there were so many teams that would come in for him and we'd have to take pittance for him. We'd have to take maybe 15 or, could we get 20 million for him? Young English talent, may, maybe. But, you know, once again, Arsenal's allowed to get into this position, which is absolutely atrocious.
0: Very uh, very good stuff there, gentlemen. Um, Julian had a good point, if I can go and find it. Oh, just a um, quick bit on this, you two. Um, Julian Salmon says, uh, lads, I yep. can I have your verdict on Edu's input? Not sure a lot has changed, to be honest, from that idiot who went to Milan, which we all know is uh, Mr Gazidis, absolute scumbag. Nicky, um, just quickly, what, what's your thoughts on or how Edu is done? Or are you like me? Do you go... What does he do? What's his um, job definition? Because it seems to me, Raoul and is it Venai, They're the ones that are doing all the. They think they're Del Boy and Rodney at the moment, bringing in all the players and people they're friends with agents. So isn't it, or have I have I got that wrong?
2: Well, he looks nice in a suit, I suppose. That's quite <laughs> nice, but I don't. I mean, maybe we'll find out a bit more when Wenger's book comes out about you know the manager versus the sporting directors or who, you know, the chief execs, because you hear like a lot of the times, like not just at Arsenal everywhere. Like if a player comes in and does terrible and the manager gets sacked, the manager then says, oh, I never bought him. That was the, you know, the unit or who, you know, the sporting director. And and if a player does really, really well, that was a hundred percent, the manager and stuff like that. So, We'll know in the next couple of years if we start recruiting better players or worse players. Because I mean, like I think we yeah, had put in there earlier, we're we'll talking about like Martinelli and people like that. Yeah, it was good finding a player like Martinelli. Yeah, c- can you find us another one in midfield and uh, another decent centre half, please, you know, because th- well, that's his job, in it. That's not that's not that's not difficult. If he thinks if that's he thinks that's gonna be his job, he's gonna be like a head scout or head sporting director and he knows about players then he should be able to find these players fairly easily and you know and or is it just because the guys in charge at Arsenal are quite pally with some of the um agents and they won't rip us off when we buy players that are represent you know represent by those agents
0: well I was reading and it take you know what I'm like my, my mates call it um word number wang when, no word, tombola. I've got all the words in my head, all the facts, and I spit them out wrong. But the gist of it was, Pepe, when he was at Lille, um, was wanting a move. His agent at the time couldn't get him a move, so he, he got rid of his agent and got another agent, and still nobody was coming in for him. Then all of a sudden, Arsenal come in and offer 72 million over five years. And you're thinking, hold on a second. I think some of you need to have your bank balances checked. You might have accounts in other countries. Yeah. I mean, it's all hearsay, but... Why would you go in and spend £72 million on the bloke? Well, oh, oh, apart from Chris, none of us have ever heard him. You go and have a look at his record. I mean, the bloke they replaced him with, uh, Lille, is doing better than what Pepe did last mm. season for them. I like Pepe. I've got all the time in the world for him. You can see he's got something. But mm. oh, it's they are in bed with the Super Agents now, aren't they, Carl?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, Sorry, I was on mute. Yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yes, they are. And that's it now. Um, Raul has got in bed with them and now he's got his finger uh, wrapped around all of them because that's it now. It's, it's ridiculous for me. Um, Arsene Wenger, for a reason, stayed away from all the super agents, all of them. And that's why technically, quote unquote, we was never able to get none of the best players in the world. You know, that's why we came so close to signing all these players, because all of them are affiliated with the super agents. But I think we're in bed with the wrong one because, you know, people keep talking about Arsenal getting Coutinho. Now, Coutinho has gone to Barcelona has done nothing. He's then gone to Bayern Munich, he's done nothing. But so why why do we now want him on super astronomical wages, which he's going to ask for and demand, and Arsenal stupid enough to pay it, because why? Because the uh, key interruption can, can get him us? No, no, that's not what we want. We, that's not what we need. Um, unfortunately, now every... When agents tout players to you, you know something's wrong, don't you? It's not even the player that you want, but if an agent's coming to you and saying, Oh, you know what, sign this player, sign this player, and you know, obviously that means that he's almost on Arsenal's books. You might as well pay uh, a super agent a, a weekly wage because that's what we seem to be doing. If an agent's coming around, and like you said, Danny, if Pepe if that's what you read is true, if he couldn't get a move, he changed agents couldn't get a move again. And then suddenly we come in with 72 million pounds. Leo must've been laughing their heads. I was thinking, yeah, we'll take that. Of course we will. Like whether, how, whether the deal was structured over so many years and whatever it is, um, they all are, Carl. They're all payments. Yeah, 100%. All it, it all is, and I think it, most of it was made. It was made a, a big deal out of it, because No one, even how Man United pay for Paul Pogba, Man mm-hmm. United are still probably paying Juventus for Paul Pogba. Like now, we have, we've had a Barcelona shadow.
2: Still owed us money for Sesk when they sold into Chelsea.
1: Yeah, so there Just you go. How it is. But I think you know we we looked at, like you said, we looked at. Um, Pepe and we, we said did we really need him? Could we have gone for Saha? You know, I think Pepe is a much better player than Saha. Let me let me say this right now. Um, but you look at the guy at Newcastle, um, Maxi, what's his name? Max- oh, it's like a speeding train. Yeah, like he he's absolutely brilliant, and you know, he cost Newcastle like a fraction of the price that uh we pay for Pepe. So, you know, it's just it's kind of who who you go for. Um but End of the day, so I'm going to wrap this up quickly now. We, the next players that the next not a players that we bring in, they we have to make sure that they're correct because whatever uh Vinay and Raul are doing, and even so, Edu, what are they doing? No one knows what they do, but bringing the right players at the moment, you can say that they've kind of struck out on bringing us the right players because not one player they brought in has done absolutely well. I mean, you think of uh That was uh, Gazidis deal, wasn't it? It was one of his last deals, I believe. Yeah. Um, Tierney, that was all arranged before um, the summer, wasn't it? He was always going to sign for us. Um, so, and the players that they brought in after that haven't really made an impact, have they? So, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Um, Alan sent Maximim. He's uh, looks really good. But uh, like Bam Archer says, Pepe is better than him. Well, Pepe is 27, and I think Alan is. uh, Hold on, Alan is 23, and he's three goals and one assist this season. So uh, different clubs, but yeah, he is. um, He's definitely got something there if they can harness that and 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 shape him into a great player. There's people putting lots of really good stuff in here, and. We've got other things that we need to talk about. Um, hold on. David Keith has said something nice. Great to see you fine gentlemen again. What is going on behind the scenes? We haven't moved on from Gazidis. Contracts running down as per normal. If we lose Saka, questions will be asked. That's that's what we're worried about. Why? It's, it seems no matter whether it's Gazidis, whether it's Edu, whether it's Raul and Vinay, um, whether it's um, Arteta, Lundberg, Emery, Wenger. There's only one constant at the club, isn't there? And that is the... Um, owner not taking control because i know if i owned the club i would be there i'd be there all day every day i'd have, I'd have my office in the center of the pitch i'd be in a big bubble and i'd be there and i'd have people coming to see me all day every day Oh, one of you has put something in the chat what have you put oh, there's two lots uh okay yes we have haven't we um right next thing we should move on to uh quickly big bob holding Nick, um, how, how impressed have you been with him? Started a couple of games, came on to replace Luis, and Luis went off. I think he had a bit of a knock against Sheffield United. Have mm. you been impressed with him?
2: Yeah, I mean, ever since he bur- sort of burst onto the scenes and he had that brilliant game with Saka in the cup final against um, Chelsea, I just think, you know, he's one of these players, he just doesn't, seem to do much wrong he's he's really good on the ball position he's good at playing the ball out and obviously he got that bad injury and hopefully touch wood that's it for him now and if he wants it I mean a lot of players if they I mean you can put Callum Chambers in on that if they no. want that centre half place position they can take it but you know, it seems like quite a lot of the time they get a run of games going five, six games, another injury, change everything up. But if he could if he could stay fit, he, he could be the next captain if he wants it. When you look at it, we've got
0: Saliba coming in, Louise, Chambers, holding, Socrates, Mustafi. all there you go. That's, that's uh, six players. We even if we play three, like Carl was suggesting next season, we have got six. Really good players. there, very uh, varying various stages of their and degrees of their stage of their career, and so um, I think there is going to be, have to be some some budging on there. And I would like to keep Chambers and and holding there and Saliba. And I think Socrates. I think he can go. Mustafi yeah. um, probably can go. And by the looks of it, they want to keep Louise. I think Louise will probably leave at the end of next season. Because um, although people have uh, moan about him, he has got a lot of experience. He was there when Brazil got smashed 7-1 by um by Germany, one of my favourite ever games <laughs> oh, at home in the World Cup semi-final. Oh, what a time to be alive. Carl! one for you on um, Kieran Tierney, who's, uh, I always think I've said that wrong, but I don't think I have. Um, are you impressed with him? And do you think he's made it into the top 10 Arsenal left
1: backs yet? Or do you think he, he can do no, not and yet. After, after that three games, it's quite hard. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not. Not yet. He's not even been there a whole, a whole season yet, yeah. so we cannot, no way, say how good he's going to be. Um, I'm impressed with him. I am very impressed with him. He, the fact that he gets forward and he, no, he can cross a ball. I, I'm, you know, I like that. Uh, a long may it continue. You know, he's very injury prone, and hopefully, he can have a, a good run. You know, towards the end of this season. You know, hopefully he does start. You know, I do want him to start nearly every game because I wanted to put, I want to put him for his patience and see what he, he can actually do. Because next season, you know, we he's going to be our starting right, sorry, left back, um, and I really, really want him to press. So whether he's top ten, um, <laughs> I'm going to say no, not yet, because he hasn't played enough games. You have got to play at least twenty games to, <laughs> or have at least a, two seasons. Valuable. Yeah, at least you've got to have at least two seasons at Arsenal to to for that to happen. And he's only had like literally three quarters of one. And but by what I've seen so far, yes, very impressive him.
0: Oh, we've got some a new name here. We have Leon Ellen. Experience means nothing when it means experience in getting red cards. I mean, what what's he had three red cards and four own goals this season, poor old Mr. Luiz and uh, Yeah uh now, we we'll move on from that because it will all end in tears. Um, ah, Martinez. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on Martinez? He is going to play every game for the rest of the season. Matt Macy is now on the bench. Um, that young... The cat's having a turn. Um, that young um, goalkeeper who played really well last season, I asked George Bird today and he said uh, he's, um, his name's Arthur. Maybe Arthur? I've not written it down. Um, he came for the under-23s last season. He was only 18, played four games, three clean sheets. He said he's back in training now. With, and so that's a really good sign. But Martinez, would you keep him here next season to be back up? And do you think he's ever going to be competing for the number one spot with uh, Lemo Fallen against?
2: Well, I heard he's, it's really, he's been here like seven or eight years already. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. He's a He's been here for uh, 10 yeah, I can... When they said, it, I couldn't believe he's been here that long. I mean, so he's got what, depending on if we get to the cup final or not, because that he's still playing him in? He still played him in the FA Cup. He didn't pick the third choice keeper, did he? In um Sheffield, I think he did. So um, yeah, he's got a good five or six games to at least make Arteta think about it, because before Leno got injured, I think we were talking about it. Uh, on here just before we started up again, I was saying, yeah, i will take Fraser, Foster and mm. let them and Leno try and fight it out, you know, and have two more evenly ish matched goalkeepers. You know, with you know Foster's probably got a bit more experience in English football than Leno. But yeah, we wouldn't that wouldn't have bothered us if he'd have um, gone at the end of the season. But now that's up to him if he want if he if he wants to stay He's got five, six games to prove it. Or if not, he's got five, six games to maybe find himself another club. So that's down to him now. Hopefully he plays well because that's better for everyone if he plays well.
0: There's always that saying, talking about players, you never buy a decent player on a January transfer window. Bruno Fernandes has now got five goals in eight Premier League games and he has single-handedly turned that club round. They're 3-0 up now. That's the kind of deals we need to be doing. I'm just looking at how much they pay for him. Um oh, uh, sixty seven point six million and uh oh Jesus. I'm gonna move away from that. That's made me that's made me well up. <laughs>
2: but didn't they try to buy him in the summer and were gonna buy him again this summer and they just paid extra to get him?
0: Oh, I've got no idea. I, I don't I think
2: like... we well we did, we bought Reyes and Addy Boyor in January. Ah, yes, uh,
0: but usually let's see, you can't buy decent players in the window. Um, Carl, uh, oh, yes or no for Martinez, would you give him as backup next season before I give you your main question? Yes. I agree. Um, right, Lacazette, um, since the, this season, nine goals in 30 games. Now, I've been looking at twenty twenty games only because we had such a long break. And so uh, it's in 2020, Lacazette has played 14 out of our 20 games and scored three goals. Eddie, has played eleven games and scored four goals in twenty twenty so uh what does that make you think about um Eddie and Laka and the possible um who should be playing up front? I think you did say earlier, you pick Eddie, didn't you
1: yeah uh, like I said, we need to sell him for whatever money we can get for him and i'm and i'm I know what people say so it's a reactionary thing and you know but as uh, if Obama young was to God forbid Obama young was to get injured and was out for the rest of the season, Arsenal would be fucked. Excuse my language. Because mm-hmm. Lacazette like is not good enough. He, he's not good enough to play up front. I mean, in a two, I'd love to, I'd love to see Lacazette play up front with Aubameyang because oh, I like Lacazette it. is always the, the deep-lying one because he's the one that comes deep to get the ball. But against Sheffield United, which he started the game, yeah, granted he won the penalty, a very soft penalty at that, but what else did he do in the game? You could say very, very weakly that he assisted um with the, the the rebounding of the free kick for Nelson, but um Willock, sorry, Willock. But again, it's another game where for me he's done nothing. He's you know, he's always on the floor, he's running around, he's effort the effort is there, but Unfortunately, the end product and the skill is not there. It's not... um, Yeah, it's just not good enough. He's not good enough for to play for Arsenal, unfortunately. And if we could get 25 mil for him, whether we would, he's in the last years of his contract, would we get 25 mil for him? This is Arsenal. We're talking about Arsenal who got nothing for Aaron Ramsey and nothing for Jack Wilshere and no pittance for the starting goalkeeper for Juventus, the best club in Italy. So, you know, we got 10 mil for a a player that went to Italy and was the first-team goalkeeper. So, unfortunately, we don't sell well, but we need to sell Lacazette and we need to bring in someone. And if you want to put your faith in Eddie, then so, by so be it put your faith in Eddie because if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but for me you need a main striker I would Eddie is not good enough to be our main striker let me make that clear he is nowhere near good enough to lead the line for Arsenal and be the main striker for Arsenal no way near it but as a backup striker I would take Eddie over Lacazette like any day Um, Just quickly Nick do you
0: agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember one of the first um, shows I did when we were talking about Lacazette and they were saying, well, Chris was saying, oh, he's just having a little perp, like a iffy patch and all strikers do that, blah, blah, blah. But when I remember that I was on Sky, they said over the last three seasons, you could see his numbers have just been declining pretty much steadily for the last three seasons. And I know it's not a silly thing to say, but he's not shooting. And I know that's an old thing we said, should he shoot more? Well, he's not going to score if he doesn't shoot. And that's just his numbers per... Well, that's it's not rocket science, is it? And he, I don't think he had a shot. 14. Other than that free kick and then the rebound that went straight back into the wall again, that's probably his first two shots he's had since we restarted. And I like I say... I mean, Abameyang hasn't scored either, so if those guys think they're going to get some kind of super move where they're going to get loads of money abroad, I can't see loads of people, you know, who I've got the money would want them, how they've been playing. I mean, Atletico Madrid, I know the link was there with Lacazette before he came to us and they got a transfer ban, but do you think they'd really want him off us? I don't think so.
1: 100%, 100%. if Atletico didn't have a transfer ban that's where he would be yeah. right now I mean, he, he would not would have be gone. Arsenal yeah, yeah 100%
2: yeah
1: and it'll be sad yeah. if he goes because he's got the best beard at the club
0: he's the best looking bloke at the club and you know damn well he'd probably give a good hug and he'd smell nice he, he'll have top top quality schmutter when it comes to the aftershaves so it would be sad to see him go and uh, I'll miss Young and his uh, celebrations but the future as we keep saying is the kids we haven't got the money for the stars and that money can be reinvested to bringing in more stars. But during the um, the the thing that has just recently happened, the name that shall not be mentioned, the uh, that we had to let go of a load of our coaching scout scouting staff from all over Europe and the rest of the world. As quite a few have gone, apparently. I did try to make a list, but then I couldn't find where I originally read it. But yeah, things aren't looking good. And like you were saying earlier, Carl, the club something could lie on the lines of 150 million pound reserves we had. And because of all the match day or projected reserves or whatever it was because of no match day income, like you were saying, and having to pay everyone's wages because we saw the uproar from Liverpool and Spurs saying they're going to furlough their staff. So we couldn't do it. They changed their mind and all the money's just trickling out the club. And any money that we did that war chest we had for the summer, that's, that's looking very empty. I don't, I do like this. The, the phrase war chest, right. We have been going for an hour and 25 minutes, Um, I want uh, one minute from each of you on Gwendouzi. Carl, has Gwendouzi got a future at the club? If so, what is it?
1: I would say he's got a a future at the club, but his attitude needs to change. And I mean, everything about his attitude needs to change. If the reports are true and what he said to that Brighton player, absolutely ridiculous. You know, that just shows the mentality of him saying that, oh, I get paid more than you. Like, the th- th- stupid, utter... And you could say he's a child. He's at 19 years old. And technically, he is a child. I so if... 19. So, huh? I was a twat at nine. Well, some would say it's still. Yeah, a a bit, 19, bit, 19, yeah. At 19, you're a bit of a prick, but he needs a talking to. And the problem is, there's who in that dressing room can you see that would actually grab him by his hair and say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pull up your socks and do a better job. No one in that team would do that because everyone's too pally pally. Everyone's too nice. Everyone's too scared to do that. Do you know what I mean that? Like, do you really think? And I and I, I I hate to harp on about the old times, but do you really think if Patrick Vieira was in that um in that dressing room that that would happen? Not not in your life. No yeah, way would that happen. where he goes up to him, to him around the throat, lifts him off the floor. He that's, would. He, yeah, that's would what be. he would do. But no one in that dressing room is is strong enough. With me, has got a backbone to say shut the fuck up. You know, if you're if you're gonna have that sort of energy, have the energy and put it into your performance. Don't go after the guy after the game. The best thing you could have done was score a goal or assist. It'll but go you're off. going after him. Uh, yeah, oh. but you're going after him after the game. It's just stupid. So for me, he has got a feature at the club. Yes, he has. But he really does need to change. And if after this season. Then and he hasn't improved, then by all means sell him sell him. You can go. Before I come to you, Nick,
0: there's uh Leo Ellen has put that apparently Lacazette has only scored away three times in three years against clubs that are still in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna try and explain this this next fact that I heard. I love a good fact. Lacazette scores the Premier League away away Premier League goal. Then um, Eddie Nketiah scores a Premier League away goal. Eddie Nketiah goes on loan for half a season. Eddie Nketiah comes back, scores another away league goal, and he's done all of that lot since um, Lacazette has scored an away Premier League goal. So that's um, that's, that's that's quite bad, isn't it? So uh, Nick, you're um, Gwendouzi. What do we do? Like you
2: say, I mean, we plucked him from was. From um, France no one thought he was going to start even Chris didn't think he was going to start he said one for the future so he thought okay and then all of a sudden he's playing every game everyone's raving about him he's the next best thing he sees the money going into his bank account everything's rosy and he's probably got a few million in there that's going to go to his head and around the time like probably about a year ago that's when he's just sort of hit a brick wall in his development he doesn't seem to be getting any better as a player if anything he's probably regressed a little bit you know whether or not because he's playing with a few different midfielders a lot I don't know but yeah that's, that's just attitude he just hasn't got it I mean whether or not he really cares about some club in London whether he thinks I oh, will screw you I'll go back to France PSG he'll have me or Leon, or whatever if that's what you want to do then Fair enough. He just, he just needs an attitude adjustment, N- not not the wrestler move. Just you know, an actual good talent off.
0: Going back to what me and Carl were saying, we do know he's twenty one. He was nineteen when he joined the club, and he hasn't really changed his attitude since he was nineteen. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to know why Guendouzi was at PSG, and then he was loaned out to Laurie and Chris's team, and then um, in that he played in a in League One, played a few games in League One from then. Then I think he got relegated, and then he played most of a season in in League Two. So if he was that good, um, why didn't? I and mean, if Chris was here, he'd, he'd be shaking his head now and going, "You don't understand." But it makes me wonder if he's that good. Why, why did PSG let him go in the first place, and then why did he leave France? So I just don't see what he does. Like we were saying earlier, midfielders you either tackle and get the ball, you either get the ball and give the ball, or you create stuff or score goals, and they're, they're the jobs you do as a midfielder. And he does absolutely none of them apart from run around like a like a blue. Blue bottle run. They don't run. If a blue bottle had legs, and that's what you do, run around. Headless chickens. What you look that's, for? That is the oh Jessica, the lifer. Got an old people's home at the end of my road, and they the silly fuckers keep setting off the alarms. So three or four times a day, we'll have two fire engines going up and down there. um Right, so we have uh, got to the end of most of the stuff that we wanted to talk about. We're now going to move on to uh listeners questions so uh the emergency questions i have not had to break the glass and remove them be good because there you've got the dutch guru there whose name i cannot say so we're gonna have to to look that up before next time um northern guna carl says is our blueprint wrong we can't compete with the best financially and the odd big money signings plastered over the bigger issues is it time to clear out big contracts build slowly with the young younger signings build a young squad and be patient would fans accept a rebuild because that's not going to be quick is it
1: no but i think we do with the world as it is at the moment, we don't know when our Arsenal's matchday revenue is going to be able to go back up to what it was. For me personally, it won't happen this year. The fans will not be allowed back in the stadiums uh, for, uh, I think, for at least a year. Um, you have to look at it logically. You know, mass gatherings are not going to be allowed and a football game is, 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 is a mass gathering. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. So you have to look at, Arsenal have to look at responsibly who they are going to get. We have to clear out, we have to clear out mass contracts, big contracts. We they have to go. We can't afford to have players, the likes of Ozil, uh, sitting on the bench under Umbrella with his feet up doing nothing. You know, we just can't afford for that to happen. We need players. And if it is Project Youth or whatever you want to call it, then so be it. Arsenal are not good enough. We know they're not good enough. Uh, we have to, have to, have to, have to do things better. And at the moment, we're not. I mean, you look at Leroy Sane he's just gone to Bayern Munich for fifty odd million. Leroy Sane is an absolutely brilliant player, and he's just gone to Bayern Munich for fifty million. You know, that is, you know, you're looking at that, and Arsenal would. And I'm not saying Arsenal to go for Leroy Sane because Manchester City would never sell Leroy Sane to us, not in the month of Sundays. However, what I'm trying to say to you is Leroy Sane is an absolutely brilliant player, absolutely brilliant, and he's he's managed just to go to um, buy a minute for fifty mil. That is a bargain. I don't care anyone says that's an absolute bargain for someone of that ilk. Um, who knows? He had a very bad injury and he might not come back the same player. It, it, again, it's another gamble, but Arsenal. That's the sort of deals that we should be looking at. That's the sort of player that we should be looking at. We should be looking at Leroy Sane and thinking, hold on, we need a, a, a pacey winger. Why don't we go for him? But no, we don't because one, we can't afford him. And two, it's just not something that's uh, within our reach. You know, we can't, if we're, like I said, if even if Leroy Sane weren't German and if we was competing with a player and by a minute we were competing for a player of course he's going to go to Bayern Munich because he can get better prospects at Bayern Munich. So, yeah, the blueprint we had needs to be ripped up and we we need, we have to have um, an owner who is ready to invest. We have to. At the moment, we just do not have an owner who wants to put his money where his mouth is. So until that happens, we are going to be stuck in limbo. Avon, as usual makes a brilliant point match day revenues 25 percent of all
0: revenue 100 million of a 400 million turnover but two years ago we were turning over 600 million a season because we were getting champions league type money in on commercial and player sales plus we had all the property sales that came in
1: and that's all dried up as well and i mean yeah oh, it's yeah. you know if you're in europe yeah that's another you think of you're in the uh, group games that's another three games uh if you get a home draw for a league cup or an fa cup it's, it's a lot of match day revenue it's a lot of you know burgers being sold beer beer drunk, match day programs being bought even um season tickets so do you think to yourself arsenal are going to be down on season ticket sales because you cannot have people in the ground so why are people going to give Arsenal season tickets or why we, how can we sell season tickets if you cannot have people in the ground? People are going to be like, well, why am I going to give you, a, um, what's the average price of an Arsenal season ticket? £1,200? Like, we're not going to, no person in the world is going to say, yeah, Arsenal, have my £1,200 and I'm going to watch a game on Sky Sports. Absolutely ridiculous so even that you know we need to think about it's not just much day sales so It's also ticket sales the fact that we do not have any if we can't let people in the ground that's no season ticket sales we are asked awesome. well just not just Arsenal, awesome because let me make this clear our every single club will be in this financial difficulty every single club in world football and unless something happens and they say okay people are allowed in grounds which i'm going to say i very much doubt that the government are going to allow mass gatherings and allow people into the grounds you know a lot of clubs are going to be in trouble and you're going to see a lot of clubs getting in debt just trying to get players
0: you're very good at this carl Right. One for you, Kyle. No, Nick from Kyle. Or you can call yourself Kyle if you want. This is from Nick Kyle. Uh, Let's talk Martinez. Small sample size, number of games played, but his distribution has been ridiculous. Now, I think he means good. Um, The youth of today, I never know. And seems to slow down the game far less than Leno. Yeah, he does mean good. Assuming his current form continues, does Leno walk back into our team next season or does he have to fight for his place back? So we've already all said we'll keep him as number two. Do you think it's going to be easy for Leno to walk back in?
2: It should ne- it should never be really easy for a goalkeeper to walk in. I mean, it depends. it depends how long he's out injured for. I've heard some people say it's like six weeks. I've heard some people say it's six months. So... I assume that's with Arsenal, that's somewhere in the middle, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, two years. But we'll have to see what you see. And goalkeepers should love that, because you've got to have competition. If you ain't got competition, you get comfortable. You might as well not bother as a goalkeeper.
0: Well, there you go, people. And we are moving on from the days of um, David Spooner, who was officially four foot six, and Almunia is about four foot eight, to people like Matt Macy, who's six foot five or six foot six. And
2: yeah, I always think a goalkeeper I feel be sorry good. for Almunia. What did we do? With that poor man's heart.
1: No, we shit, fuck off. He was <laughs> Almunia. Is... I'm sorry, I'm not going to go on a here. Almunia was 100% one of the worst Arsenal goalkeepers of all time. And yeah. That's another story we can go on for another day. No. But he was atrocious. No. Pardon. He used to, Steve used to refer to him. So yeah. He'd come back, come out of the area windmill, he
0: said, "Fucking Jerry, fucking Peyton!
1: Oh, he was. Uh, Mooney was atrocious. But anyway, let's move on. Okay. Next question is going to come in
0: from Josh Robinson for the pair review, Carl. When Obama Young leaves, who's your pick for
1: club captain? Reinstate Granite Xhaka for me, says Josh. To be honest, I kind of have to agree because at the moment there's no one I could see at Arsenal in the current first team, apart from Bellerin, He will give a rousing team talk. And, you know, do you know what's really good? And I'm going to come up this very, very quickly. I'm not going to Chris Carpenter it. Um, when you watch the games with no sound, you hear the players talking. I absolutely love it when you hear the players talking. Granit Xhaka is constantly... Telling to people, push up, come back, go left, go right, and I absolutely love that. I love the fact that he does that. No other player at Arsenal does that. So for me, Granit Xhaka.
2: Nick, yeah, I'd probably go with him. I'd like Rob Holden and maybe someone else, but that, that depends on what they do in the summer. You know, if they bring in like loads of new bodies, then we should have a pick. But like I said, at the moment, that's quite slim slim pickings at the moment. I mean, we gave it to Aubameyang because he's our Best player and best goal scorer, but I don't know Drew. if he's. Done, I don't know if he's actually done anything on the pitch that would make him like you'd say he was a captain. Really,
0: Drew said it would be a bad idea, and it uh, hasn't really turned up. Well, personally, I'd go Leno because you need first. The first thing you need for a captain is can play every game. Leno's going to play every game. He was captain in his last season. At, um, where was, was he? Leverkusen. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Wherever he was. For his last for his last season with Germany, and uh, yeah, I'd go for him. Well, there again, you see the um, some of the pictures of uh, tyranny shouting and screaming. Keonesque. I thought Oh, that's what we like—a little bit of. Although, although he's born in the UK, in England, in the Isle of Man, he's he's Scottish. Does he have a Scottish accent? I suppose he does. Yeah, I think that, he, yeah, yeah. If you listen to him talk, he does have a Scottish accent. That's lovely. It's been too long. Um, right, Caron has got a good question here, Carl. Which of the two would you prefer? Learn, learn, learn loan, loan Erzul to a top division club, play some of his salary, and use the money saved on fresh signing contracts, fresh signings, or contract extensions, or keep him for next season, hoping he will get some play time and have a proper send off. Whilst in an Arsenal shirt,
1: yeah, I'd loan him out. It depends on how much of our, how much of his contract we're paying. You know, if you was to pay, I don't know, fifty grand of his three hundred and fifty thousand pound wages, yeah, you would do that any day of the week, wouldn't you? But realistically, if we loan Mesut Özil out, which I can't see any reason why we would loan a player out on his last year of his contract, it would make zero sense. Uh, you might as well keep him if you're going to do that. Um, for me, um, you, you're looking to pay probably maybe 150 of his 300 grand wages, if not a bit more. So for me, if you're going to loan him out, you might as well sell him. So it, And it would make no sense loaning him out on his last year. So I'd keep him. I actually would keep him. Okay. Uh, Nick, thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, if if we did loan him out and pay his wages, we we are basically letting him go, but giving him a golden handshake, aren't we? So I don't I don't know what's up. Well, I do know what's up with Messer. So, obviously, Arsene left, so he had enough at Arsenal. He got blamed for everything that went wrong at Germany because he was apparently Turkish. But for the nine out of ten years when he won German footballer in the year, you know. Scored all, the, you know, set all those goals up, played really well. Everyone was fantastic, and you, you could just see it when he came back from that after Germany. His heart, his heart's just not in it. He just doesn't care. He's thought, "I'm not going to win anything else at Arsenal. I'm not playing for Germany anymore. No one else really want me. I'm thirty years old, thirty-one. Screw Did it, just sing, take all the money. That's it, that's it. Nobody loves
0: me. Everybody Pretty hates much. me. I mean." <laughs>
2: for, Come you could work. just see that some players, like I say, man management and that. Some players need an arm around the shoulder, told to they're lovely, go tickle their bum, whatever you have to do to make them happy that want to play. Some players, when you shout and swear at them and call them useless, they go even more into their shell and play useless. But I don't know if Arteta you know, has learned that much, you know. I mean, under Guardiola, it doesn't really matter because all the clubs he's been at, he could just get rid of anyone bar, what, Messi? Maybe a few others that were pretty much undroppable. I mean, even dropped Aguero when he first got to Man City. He didn't really care because where else are they going to go? But with Messi, he's just... Unless they can fire him up and he wants to play, he might as well go... They might as well just pay all of his wages and say, see you later, mate, because if he's not going to do anything on the pitch at all, he's he's just wasting the space in the squad.
0: Um, Julian Salmon has it here in Steve's immortal words. Al Mooney and Morris dancing outside the box, oh dear. <laughs> Cheers Julian. Um mm-hmm. right, this next question I've gone and got the answers for you. This is from Jimmy H29 in the chat box. I know it's an early question, we're now a late question, but with such poor goal difference, do you blame that more on the defence or more on the attacking team now, gentlemen? Uh, some stats for you here this season we have scored 43 goals in 31 games which is an average of about 1.4 goals per game so 1.4 times 7 is going to be another 10 goals for the rest of the season roughly playing some decent teams so, it might be less. so we're going to end up the season uh, with about f- low 50s in the number of goals scored and the last the last time we scored uh, high end 40s low 50s was 94-95 with 52 goals 95, 96, 49 goals. Last season, 73, then 74, then 77. And so the goals conceded, which is what he said, the other part of his question, we've let in 41, which again is 1.5 a game. So we're probably going to let in f- maybe 50 goals, same as we did last season, 51, 51, 44, 36. So
1: from that, Carl, what would you say the problem is? The midfield, we, the defence... The, the doesn't have any protection because you think to yourself, if they cut out the, if they cut out the, the midfield, look how many times teams break on us. Yeah. Teams are so quick to break on us and get to our defense so quickly, and this, this, this our midfield offers no protection. So if the midfield are just a uh, defense are constantly, constantly, constantly getting battered and battered and battered like one of John's girls on a Friday night. Like, what else can you do? You just got to go, give in, haven't you? Like, and let me make this clear. Our defence is shit. I'll make this clear. Our centre-backs, every single combination of centre-backs combined are shit. All of them, every single one of them. And you don't know, is it... So, you think of this. They've had um, Emery, who was coaching them, mm, no good. you got Arteta who are coaching them, mm, no good. You had last season, you had um, Emre, again, no good. Freddie Lundberg, a little bit of coaching, where he didn't really cover coaches, did he? Because all the coaching staff left him, Emre, no good. When um, Wenger was there, again, no good. The the, the personnel of Arsenal is just not good. I don't know if we have So you had Arsenal's defensive coaching staff, couldn't coach defending. You had Emery's defensive coaching staff, can't coach defending. You've got Arteta's coaching staff, which you've got to give him a little bit of time. He's not been there for very long. Our defence is not improving. So at some point, is it personnel? Is it coaching? Personnel is definitely an issue. 100% personnel is not good. But at the same time, uh, coaching needs to improve. Because on um, the midfield, we have to have a midfield who offers the defence protection. If you do not offer the defence any protection, then there's nothing we can do.
0: A little bit of breaking news here. We do trust our our friends in the chat box. Avon has put, someone who's uh, um, stuff I trust, says, Justin, Mikatarian joins Roma on a free transfer. Me, Mina Raiola, the players' agent, advanced... Managed to reach an agreement with Arsenal to terminate his contract a year early, and he's a year in advance. Um, yeah, Nick, what do you think of
2: that? I t- Like turn down like twelve or fifteen million for him in January.
1: Well, yeah. it might
2: have been euros, but well, that's a strange thing to completely terminate a player. That I mean, they actually want him. I know no one wants Ozil, but they actually want him. So. All the news things
0: from a couple of hours ago are saying that we're, they've extended the, his loan till next season. So it looks like they were talking about a loan for next season. And if um, if Avon is right, they've probably gone, oh, fuck it, just keep him.
2: Well, that's the same thing. Like I said, if his contract is up next year and we're going to loan him for his last year, then that's basically letting him go. So
1: so you weird? got ask a question, what has Arsenal, Arsenal must have gained some from this that we, If we just cancelled his contract, we must have, I don't know, got something from it. If we just cancelled his contract for no reason and allowed him to leave for free and not got anything for him, then that is absolutely shocking.
2: If we we're not have... paying his
1: 200 grand a week wages. Yeah, but we could have sold him this season. Even if we sold him for absolute pittance, we could have sold him. So something that's, that's dodgy. Like, if you think to yourself, that is really, really dodgy. We've let a player cancel the contract for free, got nothing for him. Yes, we're going to save on his wages. However, to get nothing for him, we could have said, fuck you, Royola. We're going to sell him to whoever. Even if we got two or three or five million for him. But to get nothing for him, mm, that, that, that doesn't sit well with me at all. Not at all.
0: Avon says he's on 220 grand a week. Um, someone else has said here. Uh, Julian has put. Must be honest. Think his name is Carl on your show. Talked a lot of sense and pulled no punches. Totally agree with him. I don't usually have people's names turned on because I think you know us all. But as you can see there, one is Carl, one is Nick. So I shall leave that on for rest of the show. Um, yeah, cheers for saying that, Julian. Carl is. Um, they're all brilliant talkers, which is why I shut up. Um, Avon says. Uh, Uh, not laughing at this, the second highest played player at the club and Loki bungs all around. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh, that's excellent. Right. We've, um, uh, we go. Julian Salmon said earlier in the chat if Brighton go down, how about a cheeky bid for Lewis Dunk? Who, um, the Josh really knows his stuff and says that'd be an ideal uh, signing. Cahill was laughed about when mentioned on here, but he would have been a better signing than Louise. That's true. Um, yeah, boy, you're not says, uh, question could we actually sell our midfielders who would who to, who to sell to buy? So, I don't think, no, I don't think we can sell anybody um one last uh question from last week i didn't get i still got some from last week as well last one which i like from jimmy r when this on a bit of a high what talent services in brackets easy tiger can abw members offer the community in an attempt to raise funds for next year's transfer window so uh does anything immediately come to mind carl that isn't involving
1: john and prostitution um we could have chris do a sponsored shirtless run gosh that is a lot that would get us millions we could have done that. definitely we could have jason be um talking have anger management classes with jason you know because that's, that's the calming influence that jason is uh we could have mr Mr. Five could give you financial um, financial advice. He's on the run from Interpol at the moment, so that's not really good, yes. is it? No. So, yeah, um, Ellis can perform emergency uh, operations free of you know just in the community. Okay. Give him a He's knife Nick. and some vodka, then he could cut off people's legs and limbs. You know, he tried to do Nick uh, in hospital, but he couldn't quite get there. No, he got his wife to do me instead. Oh, well. Please no sound. grab that, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Any ideas, Nick, of what people can do to raise money?
2: I don't know. I'll have a whip round on Twitch. Although yeah. I've been going for about 14, 15 months. I never made a penny, so.
1: How, How about, Danny, about? you do what uh, Captain uh, Tom did. You just wheel around in your garden for 24 hours. I ain't doing anything for charity. Fuck them. Those fuckers oh, won't give sake. me a chair for
0: 15 grand. They can go fuck themselves. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I want a four-by-four four chair. If any charities out there want to give me one, 15 grand. I mean, it's, it's only cost 12, but, you know, I've got expenses. <laughs> <Those clean> <laughs>
2: <cables> <laughs> <are> <laughs> what, you want to put spinners on it or something? Hydraulics?
0: Oh. They cost 15 grand for a decent outside four-wheel drive chair, and I live in the bloody village where it's a nightmare. I'm lucky... Uh, um, Gav, gav could do sp- <laughs> gav could do sponsored rage we fired gav you'll never be seen here again he rang me up the next day and we chatted for an hour and he said that's twice you fucking sacked me now i said well you shouldn't be a tit then should you he won't listen to this he doesn't fucking care Um uh, we're still mates but no um right so there was a Fife's forum um we've only got three answers well two answers for this so uh, i'm going to maybe knock this on the head because not only does fife not turn up for any of the shows people don't turn up for his answers what one thing about the arsenal gives you hope that it might be all okay in the end um hello to jason isaacs if you're listening and Tinkerty tonk and all that um our very own josh I think the latest set of contract renewals look to be smart investments, something I hope to see continue in the summer transfer window. Thanks for answering that, Josh. Very kind of you. Um, Stefan, our mate, says, it is the youth system for me. We have some great kids coming through. I would not say it is an Arsenal thing. There are good English kids coming through everywhere due to the changes the FA made a few years back. Um, I'm not going to ask you two, because you spent the last two hours talking. Quick prediction for the Norwich game. I'm going 5-0. I need to Jack Wilshire hat-trick. No, Eddie and <laughs> Kessler <catch the> hat-trick. <laughs>
1: Carl? Uh, I'm going 3-0 at too Oh, Nick, will you be there?
2: Yeah, I'll try, if you want. And then I'll do a... Um, I'll, I'm supposed to be on the radio show tomorrow, so I'll have to do that from inside the prison, because... Yeah, I don't know. I'll try and get in. I could get in if I wanted to. But yeah, I'd say four one to us. Oh.
0: Um predictions for the people at home and on their tractors. Quite relevant. Because it's almost the uh the tractor derby. And right, the next thing we got to do is upcoming shows. Tomorrow it's Norwich, which is gonna be Nick and I don't know, who else, Nick?
2: Josh. Oh, think. oh
0: think of that. you both wearing yellow shirts? Is Gloria Honeyford? That's not the one, is it? Who is she? The Gloria woman. Gloria Honeyford. Yeah. Delia yeah, Smith. Going. Delia Smith, that's it. I knew it was somewhere we going with a D. Uh, she might. <laughs> <don't know>. Lesbian
2: <laughs> Avenue. Come on.
0: Yeah, Lesbian Avenue. Lovely, lovely place. Uh what well, Sunday versus Wolves. Again, I've got no idea who's on that. Um, It says close the show, but that's not quite right. We've got gentlemen's nods. So one from the podcast goes to Theo Foley, who was at Arsenal from 1986 when George Graham took over until 1991 when he left to become the manager in Northampton. I think he was – it might have been 93 years old or 83 years old. Passed away this week. Very sad. That's another chapter of – Arsenal history from for me, which were the glory years, the years where I really first started getting into supporting Arsenal from the um, from the mid '80s onwards. And I remember that whole era like it was yesterday, and I can't remember anything that's gone on at the moment recently. So yeah, that's uh, I thoughts go out to Theo and his family. Um,
1: Carl, is there anybody you'd like to say hello to or give him a um, little wave? Scrolling through my phone quickly, and the first person to come up to is Dom Lloyd gonna underscore Tom Tom Dom Gunner underscore Dom. I thought you were going to say phone i'm saying a dominoes no we've been talking lately so yeah gonna underscore dom give him a follow good arsenal uh person lovely nick anyone you want to give a high five or high four high six two because you're
0: annoyed you got six fingers
2: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't got for six fingers i've got web toes ah <laughs> well obviously ellis and mrs ellis for looking after me the last week and all the other people in there that had to put up with me. But I think Alice pulled some strings and got me a um, single room to myself, which was either as a favour to me or a favour to everyone else. So I couldn't talk <laughs> to everyone else. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. Oh, excellent.
0: And, uh, yeah, I don't think there's much else we've got to mention. Thank you very much for who joined us tonight. There's been between 50 and 60 of you all the way through the show there's some really good stuff on, on arsenal youtube at a moment tom did a great show with drew and mike from uh, the gooners podcast and john from the miami gooners podcast and they had another guest on there whose name might have been from the fop podcast or the pof there were some letters that's where he was from. That's a good show, and uh, the hybrid squad had a really good one with um, the bloke who wrote the Arsenal Wenger book with him, I think. Shows how much notice to take. And our uh, Chris was on there, and Sophie was on there, and what other decent ones have I seen lately? Oh, Harry Seamu's ones, uh, Chronicles of Laguna. That's a really good one. Same old Arsenal. They did a really good good show the other day. There was five of them. At had, had, uh, Freddie Flintoff and Adrian Durham. They had the uh, one person played both those characters. They was on there, and it's good. Craig's back Doom podcast now, which is nice. And Dan and the and the judge. And I think Harry was on that as well. So you lot are bloody spoiled rotten. There's so much quality Arsenal content out there, and that doesn't even cover some of the other ones like uh, Bearded Gooner and Brian's uh, podcast. And oh, there's so many out there. I think there's 150,000 that's official. So uh, nearly done two hours. I wish I shut up and get on with it. So yes. thank you very much to everybody in the chat box for joining us. You. Oh, was it Drew? Um, may well have been Drew. No, it wasn't Drew. Drew was on with Tom. Yes, I don't know who the other bloke was. Um, yeah, thank you everybody in the chat box for joining us and putting up with us uh, warbling on about nonsense. Thank you very much. Carl, you've been wonderful.
1: No worries. Can everyone please like, please, please like. Don't I don't want to go all Jason on everyone, but yes, please press that thumbs up button. And Danny, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And it's really a joy for you, but you still keep coming back.
0: Nick, it's been wonderful to have you. If people want to find you on the
2: uh, Twitches, where, whereabouts on the Twitches are you? I'm on the Twitches, uh, Nick Fights. You might have to say that again because my accent is so fantastic that people struggle to understand it. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm on there. If you want to come watch, I don't play football. I play normal games, though.
0: Rubbish games. Yeah. He hasn't played uh, My Life in Porsche yet or Theme Hospital. So it's a. Oh, hello again, Dora. Yes, so that was the show. Um, Carl, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the
1: Twitters? On the Twitters, I am at that underscore London underscore guy because I am from London and I'm a guy. And you're all that. I mean, there you go, Danny. There you go. And Nick, you're
2: at Nick Fights on. Yeah. The- yeah. Jolly yeah, good. But- Changed everything to the same to make it easier for me totally to right. remember my password.
0: And this week, I deleted ninety-nine and a half thousand tweets. I deleted every tweet I've done since 2009 because uh, I tweet some right old shit, and everyone will confirm that. <laughs> a lot of it's tongue-in-cheek, but uh, no, I can say tongue-in-cheek from my prison cell as they're throwing rotten food at me. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, everybody. This has been a bird count Wonderland. We will see you tomorrow night right after the Norwich game. Thank you very much. Good night and up your bum. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.